when it comes to playing football, putting in the work to see the field is a tough journey. Do you want to take shortcuts because you realise you're the jack of all trades, the master of nothing, the complete package of mediocrity? Well, this week's episode of Maximum Friction is brought to you by the Chris Williams Position Switch Service, a mentoring service for players that don't really want to put any work in and still see the field somehow. We will provide you with services to help you realise that injuries are the easiest way to play. Come join and sign up now, 10% off by listening to this podcast. Hey, what? Stay quiet. Why? It's maximum friction. Oh! Introducing your host, Sam Lewis. Good evening, and welcome to the first episode of season three of the Maximum Friction podcast. I'm joined on Zoom with Jack. Hi, Jack. Hi, Dan. How are you, mate? Just dandy, mate. Yeah, really excited to um, to chat to you about football and stuff again and s- spend the next few months taking the piss out of Matt. Um, and Ramos. Yeah, I'm yeah, right. Well, Ramos, fair game now. Uh, it's a lot less confusing now we don't have to do Matty and Matt, which is good. Cut the dead wood. That's good. Very true. And you know what we've managed to do as well? We've managed to start season three before it's been a year since our last uh, episode of season two after we took the house move hiatus. <laughs> the house move hiatus that went on for a very long time yeah quite long yes, yes. Um, i suppose we should comment on the fact that you won uh last season well done yeah you, the, the more i look the, more, <laughs> the lack of uh the lack of people giving a shit because i'm so much better than everybody is just uh you think i'd be bored of it but i'm not <laughs> Yeah, I didn't expect you to be bored of it. Either. <laughs> um, yeah, and you know, you beat Sean in the final, and you drafted his team. So really, you, you were first and second. Um, and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you tried his best to fuck it up, but it didn't. Um, Ross chalked, brilliant regular season performance, blew it. And um, he will constantly tell you that he outscored everybody in the playoff weeks and would have won by miles. But Ross, it doesn't matter because you choked. <laughs> Yeah, big time. And uh, and yeah, you've got uh, Scott ended up the toilet bowl winner. Um, so he got the trophy and uh, the wonderful picture of the bin, which I've heard is is in his living room. I haven't seen it with my own eyes, so I kind of think I need to do a spot check at some point. Because um, <laughs> knowing him, he's hidden it behind something small and insignificant, like his calves. Um, ah. So <laughs> what we'll... Uh, what we'll sort of do now is uh, what we're going to do is uh, intro the new guys to the league. Um, we'll do a quick draft recap, look at the nonsense that's gone on there, um, talk about the first few weeks, how it's gone, predict next week, and uh, you've got a parking basement, and then maybe we'll finish it with some NFL chat at the end if you can stop laughing at that. Yeah. Quite harsh. That's good. That's good. That's just such a direct shot so early. It was great. <laughs> got to start season three off with a bang, haven't we? <laughs> 
and like you know I didn't really want to take the piss out of the Bears too much too early because like you know as I mentioned we've got two new members of the league this year so Matty and Candy have dropped out on the day of the draft and the day after the draft super helpful but uh, fair play Ramwell and Will Standen have stepped up so we've now got two new members we've got our first vegan in the maximum vegan friction football league that we have and uh, we've got a token northerner of someone who's from north of Bristol. So I think two fairly good additions. I, yeah, I'm happy with the additions. Um, I like I like the how dynamic they are. I like the upside. It's good upside there. Whereas we had a ceiling before. There's a, there's a very low floor with the previous participants. Whereas we can we can see the progression here, and we can we can see the upside. Yeah, and Ramwell's found out just how low that floor is with uh, <laughs> team. Thing is, like, Ramwell was first in when, when Matty pulled out and got the worst possible team he could think. He had no first round or second round pick. Um, Yogi had them. Um, and he didn't hmm. even have the Niners defence to keep because, you know, he just cut them mid-year. Um, so, not that they were worth keeping really anyway, where, but you know what. Um and yeah, Will then came in with Candy's auto-drafted team and lucked out with quite a decent roster, actually. Yeah. Um, so he's yeah. come in later and got the better team. Um, Ram was already thinking about next year, I think. He's um, traded next year's first-round pick away from first-round of this year and is own free. It's going well, I'd say. Uh, but yeah, I'd welcome to the fellas. Well. We'll have you on as uh, guests soon enough and uh, we'll get some Bears drive-bys in just for you, Will, because... They are trash and they're going to ruin Justin Fields. <laughs> they are now even worse than trash. I think I, I think I commented on this on some kind of Facebook thing to Will. Like when uh, I think Matt Nagy has now made all three quarterbacks on the roster open to being the starter. That's not good because enough. he fucked up the scheme so badly that he wants to be like, yeah, no, it was definitely their fault. So I said, well, is it just, is that, is that like the rule with the coaches as well? So is it just any coach who ever performs best in the Thursday practice is the head coach for the weekend. Everything's open up because he, that guy is a fucking idiot, man. But how much respect does that give you for, uh, for Mitch Trubisky for taking that team to 12 wins in the playoffs? Right. How did he do that? And poor David Montgomery, who's an actually good running back and stuck at the bears and Alan Robinson. Oh man. What are you doing? Will? it's completely your fault. Yeah, it's less of a drive-by and more of a stop and shoot in the face. Let's just get this going. <laughs> Let's just get it over and done with. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we uh, had the draft a couple of weeks ago. Um, got that in. We had nobody use the chat. You had a bit of a nightmare drafting in the car, picking up a cabinet. Um, <laughs> that we was great. Um, but, you know, started off blockbuster trade a couple of minutes before. Ramwell trade in next year's first and second round, I believe. To Yogi mm-hmm. for um for a first rounder this year, but Yogi didn't give him Matty's first round pick back, so it would be in the middle of the round. He gave him his own first round pick back, and he went quite deep last year into the playoffs. So uh, Ramel ended up with a low end first round pick, managed to pick himself up a running back uh, in Jonathan Taylor, but um, yeah, interesting start. <laughs> Don't know what it's just one of those. Just a panic, isn't it? It's just a panic. And and you can see some some panic picks like the you know the first round was uh, was okay and like Steve picked up Darrell Henderson early which seemed weird um, that early but less then, weird when you <laughs> less, less weird, weird as we go the rest through. Of his draft. Um, 
which like nothing really too silly in the first couple of rounds. There weren't really any like big reaches that I saw early though. Cooper Cup went in the second round, which was a bit of a shock, but then he's scored a lot of points again, drafted by Steve. Um, yeah, so he's been exceptional. He has. He was the number one fantasy wide receiver in PPR leagues last week. Uh, for the he's, whole he is, he has just been absolutely ex- uh, exceptional and it's, um, it's, it's the Matt Stafford effect, isn't it? That's what happens when you have a competent QB. I think uh, first reach of the draft really was Robert drafting Brando Ayuk in the fourth. Um, not to keep yeah, going. yeah. I, I think out, jumped out. Really. I think that's that's um, that is a bit. It is a reach, yeah, based on his production so far. But he is working his way back into the into the lineup. He scored last week. I think he's he's too good not to put in the lineup. He's not going to be beaten out by people like Mosanu and Juwan Jennings and all these. All these random collection of uh, 49ers wide receivers. So I think he, it will pay dividends as we move on. I think Ayuk and uh, Debo are probably going to split it, and it, it's it's going to be decent. Um, God knows what happens when Trey Lance comes in. And I, as far as I can tell, um, what's his name? Sherfield, the wide receiver who he kept throwing to in preseason. That might be their number one guy. So who the hell knows? I wonder if he's in your bargain basement. He's not, no. Um, how do you feel about your drafts? Yeah, I mean, I'm, uh, yeah, I was okay with it. I um, I didn't have a lot of top-end picks because I mortgaged them to win, which I did. Um, you remember that, right? So um, that was that was my thing. I, I kind of, uh, Scott had my, my first rounder. I didn't have a third. I didn't have a fourth. Um so Eckler was my first pick, I believe. Um, so I was okay with that. And he's, he stayed healthy-ish, touch wood. Um, so that's fine. I'm, I'm happy with the receivers that I got. Um, the, the shocking thing for me was there's only one QB in the first three rounds. Everybody kind of backed away from the QB position because we're not a super flex league. Um, so it's fairly smart. But like you compare that to last time, um, which I will do now if you give me a second. Sure um, actually, no. To be fair, the 2020 season, we only have one QB in the top three rounds as well, and that was Deshaun Watson. I think the other thing that helps us as well is we've got a lot of people who drafted quarterbacks as keepers who are now starting quarterbacks. So you're looking at James yes, were Tyler Murray, um, where Justin Herbert was Justin there. Herbert. Uh, um, I think there was another one as well. Quite a few kept. Um, Josh Allen was kept. Josh Allen. So yeah, it um, you you got that a lot. So Slim Pickens a quarterback really um, a bit in his league, and you know you see Tanner Hill go in the sixth, and it's yeah. interesting. Um, there's a couple there's a couple of picks that kind of jump out to me as um, ones which haven't paid off. Curtis Samuel for me, um, God knows if he's when he's healthy what he's going to do. No idea. Um, so that was he. What was he in the ninth? I mean, you could call it a reach because he's done nothing. Obviously, Jerry Judy getting injured is a pain in the ass. Um, and then if you look through, like Chris Godwin going in the fourth was a bargain. Mike Davis going in the fifth is, an, is a reach. Um, Ronald Jones, um, which was team five. So I feel like that was Candy's auto draft. It was, yeah. Yeah, so that was a bit of a sucky pick because he's been just buried uh, this year, which is a shame. Robbie Anderson has been average. Um, which he was for every year of his career apart from last year. So that was to be expected, but he was taken in the sixth 
um, which is a bit of a reach from, from Jarman, I believe. Um, Mike Williams turning out to be a really good keeper for Jarman. Mm. Um, turning into a proper X receiver, like the actual proper complement to Keenan Allen, which he hasn't really been. Um, so credit where it's due. Um, when Jarman listens to this in two to three weeks, shrewd keeper. Very good. Is he actually starting in much though? <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> it's not <laughs> But uh, yeah, the trust, like, the trust isn't there. Um, my draft, pretty pleased with on the whole. Um, Gus Edwards' injury has obviously been a bit of a shame for me. Um, because yeah. now yeah. I'm just a little bit lighter at running back. Godwin is a good pick, happy that, but like, not sure the Claypool pick's going to work out this year. Um, but really pleased I could draft ETN and stash him on IR all year for next year for a fifth, 14th round. So that was quite pleasing. Um, and also. Yeah, I'm quite happy I managed to pick up Jamal Chase because um, I think people yeah. stayed away from him because he couldn't catch the ball without white lines on it. Do you think he's that. really smart? Do you think that was just a really... I think he was just like, if I tell everybody this, they're going to be like, what a moron. Yeah. Um, I, I think it was incredibly smart, yeah. I was thinking the same thing, was watching him dance in for a second touchdown this weekend. Yeah. Um, not that it mattered because he beat me. Um so yeah you know, well not done. good scoring from me i think um mine was all tactical uh because I, I started jalen hurts because everybody that was left obviously was cowboys or eagles and we all had eagles so it didn't really matter if if they were going to score i wanted the points for it too yeah yeah so, um, i figured that's why you made the change but i didn't notice it until i was uh up the following morning uh, so yeah, I switched it fairly late, but um, league table. So we've only got one undefeated team. That's uh, Sean, who still says he's rocking your second team. So did you do his draft for him again this year? I did not. No, he is an independent woman. Uh, oh, I'm playing him this week, but I'm in second, uh, having previously been two at all and uh, scoring the most points in the league so far this year. Um, Ross, playoff chalk, two and one, third, Yogi with his stack team, two and one, fourth. Um, Will Stanton, 2-1 and one, and he lost to me in week one where we both top scored in the league and I beat him by a couple of points um, so mm-hmm. he's 2-1 and, and, and rising Scott's 2-1 and one, somehow with uh, Ray Rice right hook nice uh, yeah came, uh, came out of nowhere that one did yeah um, so he's 2-1 and one, which is surprising on a two win streak you are in seventh they're also on 2-1 and one. Um, so yeah. I think the bigger the bigger point to note there is if you look through this, um, I'm two and one, but my points four is not good. No, no, it is not. Um, um, we haven't got the cupcakeiest schedule so far. That is Sean sitting pretty at the top of the league with 296 points against. But to be fair to him, he's the second highest scorer with three and uh, 391 so he's, he's scoring yeah. points but he's he's had an easy ride to get to where he is um, yeah. as we go down to the dregs um, Matt Robert one and two um, only scored eight more points than the guy in uh, ninth which is Steve also one and two who's got a team consisting purely of Rams um, just to remind you Matt and he beat you this week um, just, to, mm. just to rub that one in then you got Viney one and two I haven't heard from him since the draft Um and his team doesn't look like they have either scoring the lowest number of points so far this year. Um, and then you've got Jarman then starting the own threes. 
Um, really mm. pleasing with his bench scoring this week. And, uh, and then right at the rear, our talking northerner, Rambo. He is zero and three, conceded quite a lot of points. He's had a fairly tough ride of it. Um, in fact, conceded the most points in the league. So he has, yeah, that is a bit of a nightmare. That is a shame. And it, it just goes, it just goes like that sometimes. Like Ross probably here is, is I'd say Ross and you are doing pretty well with the points scored versus the points against. Um, and I think there's that middle four, five, six, seven, eight, who are kind of even. Um, are we going to talk about Matt Robert's cryptic, like grandparent texting team names or we... well yeah I, you know my team name for a little bit was i don't understand matt's team names because like it just seems to be that he's texting someone probably g and mm. trying to do his sleeper app at the same time so the text is going into sleeper because he's i don't know i don't think he uses the app i think he uses it on the computer on the computer on the computer, yeah. Maybe he said maybe he's sending an email or something and type <laughs> in. I I don't I don't know, but yeah. Um he's down there. I, I, I would like to give like a, a big shout out to Steve. Like he scored more than half of the league first yeah, 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 he did losses. Well. Um won a best manager, did really well with that. Fair play, hundred percent accurate for the most points scored in his team. Um and he's one and two, and I think he's gonna beat a few more people. Max yeah, I mean, the, the only issue he's going to have is running back. Um, if they get injured or whatever, because there's just not really, Jake Funk's not going to do anything. So that's the only thing that's going to really hold him back, I think. But otherwise, the the Rams have a a really good fantasy team. They just generally do. Yeah. So I think that's, um yeah, that's helping him out quite a lot, which is good. So shrewd move. Any other team? I can't really think. Other than the Bucks, maybe. Uh, any other team would be fairly trash trying to do this. Yeah, he um, he basically said he doesn't really know that much about the NFL other than Rams, so he's going to draft only Rams and live or die by the sword, which, you know, it's ballsy. What uh, quite interesting, I'm hoping Will's going to give us a clip for next week uh, to talk through his reasoning, but when we were in the change rooms after the game on Sunday, he was talking about when he plays Steve on the Rams by week, he's going to play one player, probably a one defence, and he's going to let Steve pick the defense. Right. So okay. if the defense scores minus points, okay. Steve could still yeah. win. It's a bit of jeopardy rather than just playing his full team and getting a guaranteed win. So Will's confident see, the playoff chances. Let's, uh, let me just see when. Let's have week a look, 11, shall we? I believe it is. Is it week 11? All right. Or well, let's see how Will feels when he gets to week 11, shall we? Yeah. But he said it before week three so i feel like it's set in stone that he has to do it now yeah regardless of record because sean was there he witnessed it um and i'm sure steve would enjoy picking a random defense um that week yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to see if he'll get some negative points um yeah might have been kicker can't remember but we'll clear it up for us next week and talk through his ballsy move um so yeah good start to the season so far some interesting games and close scores um some sort of potential uh, winners already of the highest scoring week that gets you a free entry into next year's league. Um, mm. You know, 153 from Sean, week two. Very good. Strong. 152 from me in week one. Um, so, yeah, Sean's leading with that. Could be two. 
two quite high scoring weeks there. So yeah. Um, did we see a, did we see an over two hundred last time? We did once. I think, that was, was that Robert? Mm, yes, because this year he didn't try and get me to donate it to charity. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Maybe, it to... maybe it was Scott. I don't know. Might have been Scott. But yeah. I think it was one of the rogue ones that did shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so yeah, this week coming up, um, evenly poised, a lot of two and one, one and two teams, only one mm. undefeated. I think it's going this week. So, you know, I'm calling that now, Sean. I think I'm gonna do you. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll look at the fixtures this week. So, um, you against Ross, complete package versus playoff chalk, both two and one, both on one win streaks. Ross, percentage wise, is looking like he's going to beat you this week, which means you'd probably tinker with his lineup and get it wrong and you'll win. Yeah, I mean, it's close. Uh, just looking at the matchups, it's pretty close. Um, the only real difference here is he, he's got a receiver in the flex and I've got uh, James Robinson, who's he's under the, he's just at the mercy of what Urban Meyer thinks NFL football is. Um, last week, he thought it was dumping the ball off to James Robinson all the time. If that happens again, then I've probably got it covered. Um, 22 points he scored? Yeah, something like that. And I put Marvin Jones in as well um, because he was a sneaky pickup on free agency. Um, just because he's, he's, very consistent and he's the Jags leading receiver. Um, so he's like 16, 14, only got nine last week, but they really did suck last week. Um, they're against the Bengals. He, he's he got a habit of scoring four touchdowns in a game. So, yeah. And he's just, he is the, at the moment, DJ Chark seems to be the whole, the whole narrative about Urban Meyer not liking Chark because of his body type and whatever seems to be playing fairly true and he's not being used very well or at all. Um, I did find it entertaining that the six foot six Colin Johnson, who was one of the Jags guys that broke out at the beginning of last year and then faded completely, um, got on their practice squad, then got on the Giants and got 12 targets. I think something like stupid like that from uh, Daniel Jones last week. <laughs> so it's just it's uh, just solid, solid work from Urban Meyer, really. Overall, I'd say eight picks for Trevor Lawrence leading the league. It's all going well. Ah, yeah, but leading the league in picks and throwing at least two in your first two games. There's two other players that have done that. They're both Hall of Famers. They are, but that narrative must run out at some point when you get to like week 10 and you're still throwing two picks a game. Well, I think Manning, Manning had the record in his first year, didn't he? He did, yeah, he did. Um, there, there's, there's probably a line, I reckon it's like week 10, 11, um, where you go from... Uh, the the Peyton Manning kind of thing to the I don't know name name some <laughs> not even uh, not even Ryan Leaf the let's let's go with like the Jake Locker type Ooh, Jake deal Locker. where you're just like he could be good he could be good he could be good these other people did this other people did that. ah no wait <laughs> um and I'm calling it, I'm calling it now. I said this in our chat and I will find it in our little fantasy chat that we've had through the off season. Yeah. Um, that Trevor Lawrence was not a full bust, but he is not as good as everybody thought he was. Um, and I, I will find it in the chat because if it turns out that he's that and he's just a bit, maybe it takes him a few years rather than immediate, like Andrew Luck impact. Mm. 
I think that might be the case. He's good. He's a great player, obviously. Some of the touchdown throws. The one to Marvin uh, Marvin Jones, I think it was. Or James O'Shaughnessy. James O'Shaughnessy. That's an easy name to say. Um, was just pinpoint perfect. So when he when he's on, he's he's doing really well. Um, but he's just making stupid rookie errors and and a lot of them. Um, unfortunately, as well, those top teams like the Jags, the Jets, um, the Bears. And they're just not helping their rookie quarterbacks at all. Um, they're just kind of throwing them into the fire. And the thing you need is is a decent O-line. And they just, they neglected to do that whatsoever, all three teams. Um, so it's really, it is really tough for those rookies. I think Mac Jones has probably got the best of it and probably Trey Lance when he decides to. And Mac Jones struggled a bit this week. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that was going to happen. Um, when you just keep when when they know you're not gonna gonna you, you haven't got the deep connections um, with your guys, then you can just start pushing up a little bit with the coverage, can't you? And, and you just force them into those mistakes. And I don't think he connected on a deep shot. Um, and they're also like the worst in the league at it at the moment, mm-hmm. apart from Ben Roethlisberger, which is fantastic. Oh, Steelers! We'll talk about them later. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, prediction-wise, I've gone for uh, you in the Ross versus Jack game. I assume you're going for yourself. I uh, Yes, I will I will back myself. Am I keeping track of this this year, or are we I've we're a bit delayed? Them, I've written them down, so I can take a photo. You keep track. I'd just like it to be known that I won last year, despite us only having a few episodes, so we're 1-1 now. Okay, right. Yeah, you were way in front of me, weren't I you? I don't even think I um, gave you your winning prize whatever we decided on back in the day probably a sandwich um for your winning in the first year so we'll scratch that off for the second year what should we say is the prize this time it's tough isn't it because i got um, it i got it i got it we're notoriously flaky wednesday um wednesday after demons mcdonald's yeah sure that sounds good nice and easy all right um scott versus will so Scott is uh, looking like a 37% chance to win this week. Will's looking quite strong. Um, what do you reckon? Um, it's a tough one. Again, um, very similar teams in in those um, that kind of mid, mid spot in the league. Um, Will's got the superstars and um, Scott's got the underrated guys. Um, people like David Montgomery and Brandon Cooks, Gronk. Cordero Patterson, I just can't get behind that. Like I said it to you very early on, don't get sucked in. Like he's, he's falling, didn't he? Oh man, we used to trade it for Mark Ingram and then dropped him in the dumbest move of fantasy so far. Um, <laughs> Scott's got the guys that could individually have a decent week, um, but Will's got a much higher floor with his guys. Mm-hmm. Um, like Keen Allen, Kamara, Mahomes, and Debo could probably win this game by themselves. Um, the Bills' defense against Houston could be um, could be pretty good, could be pretty tasty because Davis Mills is just going to toss that ball up. Um, predicting so they, points actually, that's kind of Scott's saving grace with his team here because they're predicting twenty five yeah. points in his defense. Although, yeah, they are, and um, you've got to, you've got to look at Gronk getting more than eight points if Gronk is healthy and his ribs aren't messed up. Him and Brady against the Pats, you've got to pencil him in. I know Will is firmly against the narrative that Brady and Gronk are going to waltz into yeah, into right. Foxborough and and wipe the floor with them. But I am firmly on board. You can't go. You can't doubt Tom Brady 
Especially with all the narrative that's come out about Belichick not wanting to talk to him when he left and all that kind of bollocks. It's just fire. You don't count out touchdown, Tom. No. So I'm calling Rob Gronkowski for a couple of touchdowns here. Um, And yeah, but saying that, Will's going to win. So yeah, no, no, (laughs) not even a question. Um, Moving swiftly on to uh, only Rams versus 1.8 on my bench is promising. So Steve versus Jarms. Um, I see Steve going two and two here. I think Jarms' team is quite trash, and the Rams will do quite well against Arizona. Yeah, I mean, the Arizona defense is probably one of the better ones the Rams have faced because the Bucks have underwhelmed and their secondary was sucky. Um, so who have they played so far? They've played the Bears, the Colts, and the Bucks. The defenses. Um, so. They've had a, a fairly decent time of it. Cooper Cup is is the highest floor receiver that you can possibly get, but everybody else there has a very low low floor bar Stafford. Um, Kirk Cousins against Cleveland could be tasty because they're not going to have they're not going to feast like they did last week. I just like to point out though how bad Jarman's running backs are. Oh man, I know. So, I so know. He's, he's got a Jets running back. Okay, yeah. all right, Seven one, one of four. Yeah. He's the, got the backup running back in San Francisco, okay, because Sermon played a lot more and started the game last week. Uh, it's because he was injured. Mitchell was injured. Sermon was last week. From a, from a concussion, you weren't fresh. Um, and then he's got Philip Lindsay on his bench. Yeah, but Mitchell didn't play, did he? Mitchell didn't play at all last week, but he started the week before. Okay. So he is, he's the, I think he is the starter over Sermon. So that's it's 49 is running back, so that's okay. But yeah, Carter, Carter and Lindsay. Lindsay will eventually be the running back, I think, in Houston. Yeah, but that's a way. But, and Latavius Murray eh, hasn't done a lot for the Ravens yet and probably won't. He disappeared last week. It was really weird. He's like, wherever he's gone, unless he's Alvin Kamara's backup, he's just a bit trash. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'll I'll go, I'll give German his first win here just to be the contrarian. Uh, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Um, we move on to Matt's strange team named Robert versus uh, Vaini. Um, Vaini's mm-hmm. looking to win you 58%, uh, a bit of a five-point swing. Um, he's decided to start Chuba Hubbard, which means he's paid attention, so that's something. Question, is it Chuba or Chuba? Uh, Chuba I've always gone for. Same, but I think in the commentary, we'll listen this week, but I think for some reason they call him Chuba. Chuba. Yeah, which makes very little sense. His name's Chubba Hubbard with lots of bees. So, yeah, you got that. Matt, you know, he's got a fairly strong team in parts. Like Derek Henry and Chris Carson's a good running back pair. Um, yeah. He, he's not got that bad a team. Uh, Derek Henry is going to win this game for him mm. because the New York Jets are trash. Um just awful. Their defense is just awful. Did you um, happen to see uh, CJ Mosley playing with yes. the house a little bit? So uh, yeah, he absolutely lamped um, Melvin Gordon, took him he completely did. out of his shoes. However, <laughs> the Broncos then proceeded to run all over the Jets' terrible defense all day. It's like he took that shot, knowing full well he ain't gonna win anymore all day. No. <laughs> no, um, I think that's what's good. I Derek Henry could go for like 45 points again this week, um, which puts Tannehill in a decent position as well. Um, so that would 
think it'll be close. I, you've got to remember as well, like Marquise Brown last week dropped two long touchdowns and stopped himself having a 30-point week. Um, so if he can get there, I, I just don't see... Yeah, the floor is very low for Viney's team and the ceiling's not that high, unfortunately. Um, so I'd go against the predictions here. And I think I think Robert's got this one. I'm in agreement. So um, then before we come on to game of the week, we'll talk about Ramwell versus Yorgs. So um, it's the man with all of one guy's draft picks um, versus, uh, yeah. Um, and Yorgs 2-1, and one. he's on a one-game skid, but he's only 56% favourite to beat Ramwell here. Um, which I'm surprised. Uh, that's, yeah, he hasn't got a running back in either, so that'll be right. Ah, that'll be why he won it. Um, <laughs> uh, because he doesn't he, have one. Yeah, he just <laughs> he, he, he traded um, Mark Ingram away, but doesn't have a running back for McCaffrey's spot. I guess he can pick Mark Ingram back up. <laughs> he probably will. <laughs> Definitely, um, heard this. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of uh, running back is fairly slim pickings. Um, oh yeah. So we'll see. Um, but I'm I'm still gonna say Yogi's gonna win that game. He's yeah, I mean, and then is and Dalvin then... Cook back? Dalvin Cook is back, isn't he? I would say so. Uh, I think he's only out for a game. In which case, uh, Matson isn't going to get any time, which gives Ram probably Leonard Fournette in there. Yeah. Um, Hunter Renfro has has been given a decent um, decent floor. Julio Jones looks like he's probably going to be out. He's trending towards not playing on Sunday. Mm. Um, so you're looking basically here from a big week from someone like Christian Kirk and uh, Dawson Knox because Justin Herbert has been fantastic in real life, but not so good for fantasy, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. So yeah, I'm going yours. Um, so yeah, yeah. Favorite. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So we come on to the game of the week, which is one versus two, three and all, and Sean and my two and one team. Um, yeah, matchups looking pretty close, showing quite high scoring from both of us. Um, it's going to be interesting, interesting week. I'm just wondering, really, for me, is whether Josh Jacobs comes back this week because I need him to. Yeah, same uh, in different league, but yes, the same. Um, yeah, and I think. I think if he if he comes back, then it does even out the matchup a little bit more. You're banking on Devontae Smith um, grabbing a couple here, um, but I'm assuming that Devontae comes out if Jacobs is back. Yeah. Um, and then it's yeah, it's it's very very tight. I think here um, Murray's got a bad matchup. It doesn't look like it according to Sleeper, but he's against the Rams. Yeah, and Josh um, playing the terrible terrible Houston Texans. Yeah, and I think that could probably be the difference here. Javante Williams is splitting time, I think, with Melvin Gordon, but is. is consistently good, but doesn't seem to be the focal point for some reason, um, which is kind of limiting the upside. Cooper had a horrible week last week. Um, you've got, I think, he'll with um, JC Horn out for the Panthers. Uh, I know CJ Henderson practiced. Um, which is a great acquisition for the Panthers, but um, we'll see how he does. That does open things up for that Dallas offense. Um, and if if uh, Julio's not game to be playing, then AJ gets a little bit of a boost. Um, I'm going to call Sean here just simply because of the um, the QB matchup. Yeah, yeah, I figured you would. I'm purely calling myself out of uh, hubris, really. 
Um, well, you got to back yourself. Got to back you yourself. You got to back yourself. Um, so yeah, uh, interesting week ahead. Looking forward to week four. Um, bye week starts soon, um, and that's when things get a little bit silly. Right, bargain basement time. Um, yeah. Okay. So, is Mac presenting yeah. bargain basement? There's a, there's a dog directly in my face. Luckily, you're a quiet dog. Uh, okay, that's enough. Um, so, bargain basement. We'll see after Yogi picks up a running back what happens because uh, one of these guys might be gone. So, similar rules to last year. I will give the bargain basement. I'll give them my own score predictions, not using the one on sleeper. Uh, I'll give a predicted score and then I will tell you who I'm going to beat. Um, so, Matt Ryan is my quarterback. Uh, I think he's got a decent matchup. Um, and it, Matt Ryan can't be bad all the time. Uh, he has Calvin Ridley. Um, and he's got a, a matchup against the Washington defense that just isn't as good as we thought it was going to be. Um, but the Falcons are as bad as we thought they were going to be. So Matt Ryan, I'm going to put in for 22 points. Kenneth Gainwell. Um, Kenny G showing that he, he's got what it takes to be the backup uh, in Philly. And uh, they, Nick Sirianni seems to have this insistence of not using the Miles Sanders is the clear number one and just doing whatever he fancies. If the Eagles offense clicks, Kenneth Gamewell can get something going. That's 12 points for him, I reckon. I've been forced to use a Jets running back in Ty Johnson, um, the one who I consider the best Jets running back. Um, Michael Carter's the speed. Ty Johnson is a very good running back and just never seems to get enough snaps to warrant that status. Um, Will Fuller, uh, Ty Johnson I'm going to give eight points to. Will Fuller, uh, I don't like it, but it is what it is. I, Will Fuller is hard to trust outside of Texas, which is weird. Um, he's a good player. He is, but he's just so unpredictable. Um, and uh, not the a Dolphins good have got player to have in your team. Not this year. Uh, and the Dolphins just don't have any downfield threat, unfortunately. Um, so I give him 14 points because I think he catches a long touchdown. Um, Cole Beasley. Um, endangering my entire team with his uh, his anti-vax mentality, but he gets he'll get 16 points. He's just going to get targeted the shit out of. Tight end, I've gone a bit wild. Uh, Juwan Johnson of the Saints because he seems to be a decent target of uh, our good friend Jameis, um, and he's basically a wide receiver playing tight end. So if they can get him shifting, he was a decent target in the first couple of weeks. They kind of moved away from him last week, but I don't see why they wouldn't move back to him this week. Based on what I said earlier, a little bit of a tease for you. Colin Johnson is going to be my slot receiver, my flex guy. Um, and that is simply because the Giants wide receiver core is so banged up. Um, it is Sterling Shepard is hurt. Darius Slayton is hurt. Darius Tony shit. Um, and that's it, basically. That's all they've got kind of hanging around. Evan Engram is back, but he's Evan Engram. So you get the super targeted Colin Johnson. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Greg Joseph is my kicker because he's been a fantastic kicker. Um, and he's uh, underrated. He's helping the Raiders win these games. And the Titans defense against the Jets has to be done because Zach Wilson is a prime candidate to throw four interceptions. Um, so... Yeah, Beasley 16, Juwan Johnson 10, Colin Johnson 6 because, I mean, he's still Colin Johnson. 12 for Joseph, 22 for the Titans. I'm going 122 points for my bargain basement total this week. Wow, um, that's lofty. That is lofty. Uh, I do believe I, I predicted myself to get like, I think last year at some point I predicted one of my bargain basement teams to get like 180 points and got 90. So we'll see how it goes in week one. Um, 
I think I'm going to comfortably outscore the bottom three. Um, I'll outscore Viney and Rambo. Jarman, yeah, I gave him the win, didn't I? Yeah. <sighs> that doesn't mean you're not going to outscore him. Yeah, no, I think he's going to have a good week. I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to outscore Viney and Rambo. And I also think that I am going to outscore our man, Sean. Interesting. Bargain basement, bitches. Interesting. Okay. Um, first one locked in. Sweet. So we're sort of coming towards the end now. Figured anything NFL-based that you uh, wanted to chat about. Yeah, and well, I always have some NFL jibber-jabber going along, don't I? Um, there's a couple of narratives that I find hilarious at the moment. The first one is whatever the fuck the Jags are doing. Um, because trading away your first round pick from one or two years ago, I can't remember now, uh, like a decent level cornerback for a unproven backup tight end and a low pick. The third round pick is just not, um, it's just not, uh, it makes no sense, man. Um, And they're not as well. Yeah, and it just that doesn't make any sense to me. But it seems like Urban Meyer is very slowly clearing house with the people he doesn't want. So I would not be surprised next year to see DJ Chark on the move, to see James Robinson on the move. Um, and I think that's going to be, yeah, that's going to be a narrative going into next year. Urban Meyer just deconstructing that team and rebuilding it with how he wants to build the team. Um, Matt Nagy and the Bears offense have just been so awful. It's embarrassing. And it is an embarrassment to Justin Fields because he's a good player. He's a good player, and you had someone said something stupid. You've had like 140 days to plan to have Justin Fields playing for the Bears, and he did not. Matt Nagy did not plan for it. He got him hit nine times by Miles Garrett, mostly. Um, that it is just ridiculous. Ridiculous with the guys that you've got there. How you can't create a functional offense? Yeah, um, it's they. Yeah, they're talented, um, but yeah. Nine sacks. Nine. Um, the Steelers sucking is a bummer. That's um, really quite funny, actually. Oh, uh, man. It's just... I think it went under the radar because everyone's ragging on Ben Roethlisberger how many defensive starters we had out last week. Um, we were playing without TJ Watt and um, Alex Highsmith and we haven't got Tyson Edo. And it, it showed. It just showed. Um, there was no pass rush, no sacks for the first time for ages. Um, very little pressure. Without TJ and, and Highsmith, we are an average defense, unfortunately, because uh, Minka Fitzpatrick can't do everything. Um, there's work to do. I think it's been pointed out by a few people. Ben Roethlisberger is playing how you would expect a 39-year-old who's been hit a million times and injured every 16 seconds. He made a try to make a tackle this year. <laughs> but that's how you that's how you'd expect a 39-year-old who's been beat up to play. Um and it, it's it's how Eli and Philip Rivers started playing towards the end, and he's just tried to extend it and carry on. Um I think his time in Pittsburgh is is winding down now. Um the thing is God knows. the Steelers, it was the it was the right money, the right type of quarterback. He's not going to be the worst in the league. He's not doing too well right now, but he's going to have a couple of really good games at some point. Um, and, you know, it, you would have had to have mortgaged a lot 
to get into around into drafting a decent quarterback this year. Yeah, I mean, or you, you we could have gone into free agency and picked up someone like Teddy or um, someone someone like that um, would have helped us out, I think, a little bit. But they chose not to, which is absolutely fine. Um, but it, unfortunately, it is worrying. Ben Roethlisberger is worrying, but I'm not too worried about the next few years because you look at the pieces you've got around. You've got you've got uh, Deontay, you've got Claypool. Uh, you've got Juju, you've got Najee Harris, you've got some good young linemen that are learning on the job. Um, the offense is going to be fine. Pratt, uh, Pat Fryermuth is good. Yes, he is. Um, Ebron will be gone next year. And so we're fine. We just need to find someone functional to step in. And there are people around. Do you know, um, what, do you that, know what this has got written all over it, though? What? Spencer Rattler to the Steelers. Oh, God, no. God no, he is trash. Um, I wouldn't mind someone. Oh, I don't know. There's just not a lot of good QB prospects, is there? Not um, no. hanging around for the draft. Um, let me just uh, have a th- have a think about your narrative. I'm just going to check who the free agents are, QBs next year that could um, plug the gap. Okay, well, yeah, I think it's just going to be a, an impulse type thing, and you'll end up drafting him, and he'll be shite. And I like that because I don't want <laughs> dealers to do very well. Um, and I, I think it's other than Scott and Viney, you were also Steelers homers. I think yeah. everyone else would quite like it if you sucked for quite some time as well. There's something just about Steelers fans that yeah, yeah, yeah. just don't want to like. Uh, you know what's going to happen, don't you? I'm just looking at the so the free agent list. You know, you're gonna you can tell me what's going to happen there. The, the, the top QB free agents: uh, Big Ben, Teddy, Taysom Hill, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Andy Dalton. Nick Foles, Tyrod Taylor, Jameis Winston, Brissett, Mariota, Flacco, no, uh, Trubisky, etc. So, what is going to happen is we are going to sign Andy Dalton. That's what's going to happen, isn't it? I can I can feel it in my bones. Um, I wouldn't mind a Mitch Trubisky sighting in Pittsburgh. I think that would be okay, actually. I'd be happy well, with that. What about a Jimmy sighting? Uh, no, thank you. No, I don't. We don't need a roller coaster like that. Although the fantasy value of the Steelers wide receivers will go through the roof. Yeah, very true. But that's not really working out for the Saints so far this year. Yeah, sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. It depends. I think. I think Jameis is always on that verge of being like, "I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it." I'll check it down. It's fine. And then when he actually decided to be Jameis the other week, he just threw some of the worst interceptions that I've seen since. He was playing for the Bucks. Yeah. Yeah, there were some bad ones, weren't there? Yeah, yeah. Full on arm punts. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Which probably would have gone further than my actual punts on Sunday. Yeah. Distance wasn't always the problem. Direction was. I think I just throw it next time. Maybe. And then and then when you you know rushed for that first first down faking it, we fell started <laughs> or something, didn't we? Yep. Take through the middle, dive through the middle, false start. Good. I what I did quite like though is the next play when it very clearly wasn't a fake when it was five yards further yeah. back and the the Bristol guy so, shouted something about a fake and about you running up the middle and you went, "Come on, dude!" <laughs> like, yeah, with their coach. I looked over to their sidelines and it's like, "No, it's not." <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the respect they have for my ability to run four to five yards. Yeah. Oh dear. Well. That has been episode one of season three, and uh, I've really enjoyed being back, mate. So um, we'll uh, get this edited up and get the theme tune attached and uh, 
yeah, get it out to the boys before the weekend. Yeah, I have to write a new uh, theme song, so I have that incoming. I might try and get the band together, see if I can get uh, Robert and Ross to drag their instruments out of the out of the dust and see if they'll play. Um, yeah, I mean, it could be awful, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> All right, mate. Well, uh, have a good week, and uh, yeah, see how it goes this weekend. Good luck.